the way to God through psychophysical exercises. Because of the dazzling hates to which it leads, Raja Yoga has been known in India as the Royal Raj, Road to Reintegration. Designed for people who are of scientific bent, it is the way to God through psychophysical experiments. The theory postulates that the human self is a layered entity. For our purposes, it is enough to summarize the hypothesis by reducing the principal layers to four. First, most obviously, we have bodies. Next come the conscious layer of our minds. Underlying these, two, is a third region, the realm of the individual subconscious. What is now distinctive in Hindu hypothesis is its postulation of a fourth component. Underlying the other three, less perceived by the conscious mind than even its private subconscious, stands being itself, infinite, eternal. The purpose of Raja Yoga is to demonstrate the validity of this fourfold estimate of the human self by leading the inquirer to direct personal experience of the beyond that is within. Its method is willed introversion, one of the classic implements of creative genius in any line of endeavor, here carried to its logical term. Its intent is to drive the psychic energy to the self to its deepest part to activate the lost continent of the true self. With the hypothesis Raja Yoga proposes to test before us, we are prepared to indicate the eight steps of the experiment itself. The first and the second step. The first two concern the moral preliminaries with which all four yogas begin. Two of the most obvious are bodily cravings and mental inquietude. The first two steps of Raja Yoga seek to clear the field of such static and to lock the door against further intrusions. The first involves the practice of five abstentions from injury, lying, stealing, sensuality and greed. The second involves the practice of five observances, cleanliness, contentment, self-control, studiousness and contemplation of the divine. Step 3 Raja Yoga works with the body even while being ultimately concerned with the mind. More precisely, it works through the body to the mind. Beyond general health, its chief object here is to keep the body from distracting the mind while it concentrates. The Hindu texts describe 84 postures, indicates extensive experimentation in the area, but only about five are considered important for meditation. Of these, one that has proved most important is the world-renowned lotus position in which the yogi sits ideally on a tiger skin, symbolizing energy, overlaid with a deer skin, symbolizing calm, with legs crossed in such a way that each foot rests sole up on its opposing thigh, the spine with allowance for its natural curvature is erect, hands are placed, palms up, in the lap, one atop the other with thumbs touching lightly. The eyes may be closed or allowed to gaze unfocused on the ground or floor. Step 4. Yogic postures protect the meditator from disruptions from the body in its static aspects. 
but there remain bodily activities such as breathing. The yogi must breathe, but untrained breathing can shatter the mind's repose. A typical exercise calls for breathing so gently across goose down, touching the nostrils that an observer cannot tell if air is moving in or out. Breath suspension is particularly important, for the body is most still when it is not breathing. When, for example, the yogi is doing a cycle of 16 counts inhaling, 64 holding and 32 exhaling, there is a stretch during which animation is reduced to the point that the mind seems disembodied. These are cherished moments for the task at hand. The light of a lamp, says the Bhagavad Gita, does not flicker in a windless place. Step 4. Composed, body at ease, its breathing regular, the yogi sits absorbed in contemplation. The Bhagavad Gita says, restless, the mind is so strongly shaken in the grip of the senses. Truly, I think, the wind is no wilder. The senses turn outward, observe the Upanishads. People, therefore, look toward what is outside and see not the inward being. Rare otherwise who shut their eyes to outward things and behold the glory of the Atman within. 500 years later, the Bhagavad Gita repeats that refrain. Only that yogi whose joy is inward, inward his peace and his vision inward shall come to Brahman and no Nirvana. Step 6. At last the yogi is alone with his mind. The five steps enumerated thus far all point to this eventuality. One by one, the intrusions of cravings, a troubled conscience, body, breath, and the senses have stopped. A normal mind can be held to a reasonable extent by the world's objects. A psychotic mind cannot. It slips at once into uncontrollable fantasy. What if a third condition of mind could be developed as much above the normal mind as the psychotic mind is below it? A condition in which the mind could be induced to focus protractedly on an object to fathom it deeply. This is the aim of concentration, the sixth step of Raja Yoga. The Upanishads tell us, when all the senses are stilled, when the mind is at rest, when the intellect wavers not, That, say the wise, is the highest state. One begins by relaxing the mind to allow thoughts that need release to exercise themselves from the subconscious. Then one selects something to concentrate on. The tip of one's nose. An imaged sea of infinite light. The object doesn't much matter. And practices keeping the mind on the object until success increases. Step 7. The last two steps are stages in which this process of concentration progressively deepens. Concentration deepens into meditation. The subject and the object are completely merged so that the self-consciousness of the individual subject has disappeared altogether. In this moment, the duality of known and known is resolved into a perfect unity. Step 8. There remains the final climactic state for which the Sanskrit word Samadhi should be retained. Etymologically, Sam parallels the Greek prefix syn as in synthesis, synopsis and syndrome. It means together with. Adi in Sanskrit is usually translated Lord, 
paralleling the Hebrew word for Lord in the Old Testament, Adon or Adonai. Samadhi then names the state in which the human mind is completely absorbed in God. The distinctive feature of Samadhi is that all of the object's forms fall away, for forms are limiting boundaries. To be one form, others must be excluded. And what is to be known in Raja Yoga's final stage is without limits. The mind continues to think, if that is the right word, but of nothing. It has perfected the paradox of seeing the invisible. It is filled with that which is separated from all qualities, neither this nor that, without form, without a name. That which the experiment was designed to test has been determined. The yogi has attained to the insight that verily, that thou art. We have presented the four yogas as alternatives, but to conclude with the point that was made at the start, Hinduism does not consider them as exclusive of one another. No individual is solely reflective, emotional, active or experimental, and different life situations call for different resources to be brought into play. We read in the Bhagavad Gita that some realize the Atman through contemplation, some realize the Atman philosophically. Others realize it by following the yoga of right action. Others worship God as their teachers have taught them. If these faithfully practice what they have learned, they will pass beyond death's power.